Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. We are back from the bye week, which means we are back to Zoom press conferences. It's Raider week. It's Sunday night football week. And on Wednesday, we got to hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, running back Clyde Edwards-Elaire, and cornerback Charverius Ward. On the first half of this podcast, you'll get to hear from Reid and Mahomes. We'll take a quick break. And you'll get to hear from Edwards, Elair, and Ward. Right now, here is the head coach of your Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid. So as far as injuries go in practice today, uh, Bo Keys, um, he will not practice. He's sick. Um, and it looks like stomach virus. So um, Taco won't practice with the ankle. And then Mitch uh, Schwartz won't practice with the back. Alex Okafor will be back. Um at practice. So listen, we look forward to the challenge of playing uh, the Raiders. Know they're a good football team, well coached. And uh, we've got to have a good week of practice. We started today with a walkthrough and uh, we'll continue on here throughout the week and making sure that we, um, we, we understand the scheme in which we have uh, versus what they, they show. Which, all right, with that, time's yours. Go first to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, just um, checking on McCall um, Hardman and Eric Fisher, uh, since you mentioned Mitch Schwartz as well. Are those guys still on the COVID list? And are they, if not, are they going to be practicing today? Uh, no, they will not. Neither one? Neither one. Okay, and if, um, particularly in the case of Fisher, if he, doesn't, if he couldn't practice all week, but he passes all of his tests and all that and is feeling fine. Could he play Sunday or, or I mean, I, I know he could go according to the rules, but would you, is that to be something okay with you if he missed practice all week, but still played on Sunday? Yeah, listen, I might just take it day by day, but um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that, how that goes um, and how he feels and everything else. So uh, have I done that before? I've done that. Yes. Um, but guys, but uh, we'll just see how, how everything works out. Go next to Herbie Teope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, good morning. The Chiefs are on the verge of signing DeAndre Baker to the practice squad. Um, I know it's probably not done yet, but what do you remember the most from your evaluation of him last year during the pre-draft process? And what are you hoping he'll be able to bring to the Chiefs? Yeah, well, he was a, he was a good player in college. Um, you know, he did a nice job at Georgia. He and McCole Hardman are good buddies. And, uh, and really, Brett's been doing – um, everything to, to this point and we'll continue to do it. So full trust in him to whatever he wants to do with it, uh, we go. And so uh, he and his guys do a great job of evaluating. Um, other than that, I don't know uh, much about him other than he was a good player at college. <clears throat> go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Coach, I know that the bye week allows you to do a little bit of self-evaluation. Uh, Travis Kelsey has even a little bit more of a production than he, than he usually has. Is there something you could pinpoint that has led to like this slight uptick <clears throat> in performance this season? Yeah, I, I don't know that. Um, it, it is slight, but he, he's done a, listen, he's done a nice job. He works hard. He's got a great relationship with the quarterback. Sammy's been out for a few weeks. So, you know, the, both he and 10 have had more production. And, and so, um, you know, we like spreading around to everybody and give everybody an opportunity, but, um, I, that could have probably worked with the increased part of it. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. 
Hey, Andy, um, are you somebody that believes that you learn more, <clears throat> sorry, more from losses than you do from wins? And I mean, do, do you feel like you, you learn something about after the first time you play these guys? Yeah, so I, listen, I, I'm a big believer that you dig in on both um, wins and losses and you figure it out. Uh, wins, it doesn't, because you won, doesn't mean everything's pretty. But <clears throat> so you go in and you try to learn from both. Um, I, you know, you, obviously with a loss, you get to see how people handle a loss and uh, what, you know, kind of what they're made of. But that uh, you see the same thing when they win in a different way. Uh, so you, you want to just be consistent. Uh, and I try to do that by example. I try to be as diligent as I can with admitting the problems when we win, admitting the problems uh, if we don't, and then saying the good things if we win or lose, or there's always a good and bad to it. And <clears throat> so try to be honest with it. And that helps you get better, I think, uh, whatever direction you go there with the wins or the loss. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Andy, wanted to ask you about just a, an interesting trend based on the schedule. This is a third straight year. You guys are going to play the Raiders after your bye week. I just wonder in the past, what can you take advantage of when you know you're facing a divisional opponent uh, after your bye week? Yeah, I mean, that, that's first of all, that's a unique stat. I, I, I knew it, but it's hard to believe that that's what it is, um, how, how it's fallen. But, um, oh, heck, I, you know, people say, well, you're, you're after bye week, you have a decent record. Well, I can't tell you why. I mean, I mean, we we try to prepare for the team that we're playing after a bye. And this is a good football team that we're preparing for. And we got to go through the same process as if it wasn't a bye. You got to go through and make sure you study and get to know them and uh, make sure you can correlate the scheme that you have with what their scheme is and, and um, you know, work it. So. I, I, that's a simple answer, but it's a, that's kind of how I go. We go about it. You know, go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, just, just a quick uh, kind of housekeeping coach. Did you mention Rankin as far as practice? Uh, uh, no rank. Yeah. Those guys that are, okay. that had the COVID thing. They're right. Did, just wanted to double check on that one. Yeah. Uh, on, uh, kind of on Baker, Baker, uh, you know, struggled in his first year, just in general, uh, guys like, you know, year one to year two, are there some positions more than others that, you know, they really need that kind of apprenticeship year? Like, you know, maybe like Patrick Mahomes was given right at quarterback is, is corner a spot where you, you really can't know what a guy's going to be till he's been there more than, than one year. Yeah. I mean, listen, some there's a bunch of things that go into it. You know, I, I know when he gets here, he'll, he'll see the environment that we have and, um, and, you know, he's going to be asked to work hard and, and uh, keep his nose clean. So, I mean, that's what you, that's what you do. And, um, you know, we're very honest with that and open. And so when Brett uh, deals with that, he, he keeps that real with these guys, whoever, you know, I mean, whoever we're bringing in, but anything else isn't acceptable. I and mean, that's how we go. So. Got time for a couple more. We'll go Matt Derrick and then Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, coach. Today's offenses, and especially yours with the RPOs and, and a lot of the other concepts you run, require a lot of decisions from the quarterback. I'm just curious. I mean, as far as the decisions the quarterbacks have to make today, how many more are there than maybe there were 20 years ago when you were first starting out? And, and when did you see that 
Patrick was the kind of guy who could make those quick decisions? Yeah, so, you know, the, the run game is probably the thing that's a little bit more difficult than what it was in the past, just with the options that they, they've got to understand there. Uh, not that you didn't have checks you could get in and out of with before the RPO game came in, but <clears throat> I mean, you're literally throwing, throwing the ball and trying to find voids and you got to know what the defense is and how the offense exploits that, that zone and so on. So, um, you know, that, that part's diff different. I, I'm not sure the pass game is, is much different. Um, it, I think it remains the same. Now, I had a chance to go back through to answer your question thoroughly. I mean, to look at the 1958 championship game and analyze that. Well, the pass game is more sophisticated now than it was back then. It might be more now than it was when I first got in the league because of the quarterbacks throwing the ball more in college. So um, I'd have to go back and kind of go back through my old notes to, to work through that because we're kind of in the present. But it's... Um, but I think that there are a lot of things that correlate uh, from what, what we were doing, what I had been doing before with the West Coast to what we're doing now. Um, there are some base fundamentals that, that, that correlate to it, so. We'll ask Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> um, hey, Andy, uh, I hope I ask this in a way that, that makes sense, but um, when you're going through a week uh, of game prep, how much of your work and your focus is specifically on the opponent that week? And how much is more general, broad, like, let's get better. Let's work toward having our, the best version of ourselves in January. Yeah. So if you're playing for me, I'm going to try to exploit your strengths. I'm going to try to coach you up on whatever your weaknesses are until I feel comfortable that they can become a strength in a game. And then we're going to try to utilize those and work it in versus whatever that team is doing in the run or the pass game and try to give you an opportunity to uh, to show and, and help us win a game. So um, so you, it's, I, I guess it's twofold. You, you got to get to, you got to know what everybody's strengths and weaknesses are and you try to put them in a position where we can be successful and, um, and what we do best and what an individual player does best. And then against whatever defense and our, you know, in my case, defense, uh, in Spags' case, offense, you know, so is doing. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining okay, us. Good. Thank you. Hey, Patrick, I know there's a decent chance Sammy could be back in the mix this week. Uh, in your eyes, what did you guys miss when he was off the field and how does he raise the level of the offense when he is on the field? Yeah, I mean, he's someone that is just, he's a, he's a threat in every way. I mean, the way he's able to catch the ball in traffic, uh, the way he's able to catch the ball and have this this breakaway speed and still be able to score and be a big body. Uh, he's someone that we utilize a lot in this offense. So uh, hopefully he's back out there and we're able to incorporate him with the good stuff that we've been doing lately. And, and he's he'll be up to speed and ready to go. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Patrick. I asked this to Andy a little bit ago, but the idea that you're playing the Raiders for the third straight year after your bye, I just wonder what did you sort of see that you could – take from that bye week that was to your advantage when you played the Raiders in those two uh, cases the past two years? Yeah, I mean, I think just just playing them so so many times over my career so far and being a divisional opponent, you, you, uh, 
you start to uh, configure a game plan. I think uh, they do a good job with their defense coordinator of throwing a lot of different stuff out there, a lot of different coverages, a lot of different blitzes. And so for me, just trying to build a memory bank uh, of stuff that they've done to me in the past. And then uh, at the same time, be ready for stuff that he could present to me during the game uh, this year. And so uh, it'll be a great challenge for us, but we're excited for it. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Pat, just wondering, uh, you're, you're preparing for the Raiders, obviously, for the second time this year. Um, do you feel like it's any different preparing for a team the second time around, whether you won the first time around or, or, or lost the first time around? And Brad, I'll have one quick follow-up. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's necessarily different. You prepare the same way. You just have a little bit more of a fam familiarity with the opponent, uh, obviously being a divisional opponent. And someone we've played, uh, I mean, not too long ago, you understand the things that they did against you in that game. You look back at that game. Uh, but at the same time, you have to be, pre be prepared for the unscouted look. And so that's what we'll be preparing for as well. Yeah, and obviously, you um, that, that game meant a lot to the Raiders the last time around. They did that victory lap, of course, around the stadium afterwards. Um, do you guys do you feel like you matched your, their energy? Looking back on it now, do you feel like you guys matched their energy that day? Uh, I mean, clearly not. I mean, they, they came out and won the football game, so we'll have to do a better job of it, a better job at that this this time and uh, know that we're playing against a good opponent and know that we're going to have to give our best shot if we want to come out with a win. Go next to Seren Petro. Go, Seren. Uh, a couple of quick ones. First of all, specifically to the victory lap, right? We've heard some of the comments uh, from Coach uh, on Monday and Travis uh, yesterday. Uh, just your thoughts, what what your reaction is, uh, the Raiders taking the bus around a couple of times? Yeah, I mean, if, if you're not uh, ready to go in this game, I'm playing a divisional opponent, uh, playing against a good football team, you know, so I mean a lot going towards the AFC West standings, uh, then uh, you're not in the right sport. So, I mean, uh, for me, it's just it's just as important as any other game uh, in the division, no matter if they took the victory lap or not. Let's go next to Karen Kornacki. Go ahead, Karen. Hi, Patrick. I'm always intrigued by this Raiders rivalry. Did la the game last time kind of up the ante in this so that, not, like you said, not that you need to get more amped up for this opponent, but it is a rivalry. It is the one the fans hate to see win. And did last time out kind of rev it up a little bit? Uh, I think anytime you lose to anyone, the next time you play them, you want to win the football game. Uh, and so uh, in this league, uh, when you're in the same division, you get that opportunity. So we're excited for it. And uh, uh, we'll be ready to go. I promise you that. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. On this one, if the answer is no, the answer is no. But I am wondering if – you learned something about yourselves from this game, this loss against the Raiders the first time that maybe you wouldn't have learned otherwise had you not played that game. Yeah, I think just just the loss in general. Uh, it, it showed that we're not going to just show up to the show up to the field and win every single football game. We're going to have to have the mindset uh, that we're going to come with our best effort every single week. And I feel like we've built on that uh, the following weeks after that. And uh, luckily enough, we'll get another chance. And we'll hopefully come with the energy enough to to beat a really good football team. Let's go next to Todd Levo. Go, Todd. Hey, Patrick, the, the Raiders got after you pretty good. Got you sacked three times and a whole bunch of pressures last time. When you went back and evaluated that, how much of that was your execution as a team, yourself and, and your lineman, and how much was it them out executing you and making some plays? I mean, I mean, of course, they have, they have a lot of great football players, so they're going to make plays uh, here and there for sure. But uh, uh, when you look back on the game, there's probably some times I should have probably got rid of the football. So just trying to know when to try to make these big plays happen and know when to just get the ball out of my hands is uh, something that I, I battle with every single week. 
Looks like we've got four hands left. We'll go Harold and then straight down the line. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Patrick, I recall back in Tennessee when you lost a game during the regular season, you kind of took it out to this tune of 14, 15 straight wins. What is it about losing that over your course of your whole career that just motivates you to just not lose again? Yeah, I think uh, just being able to put the, the work that we put in every single day uh, when that doesn't pay off and you lose football games, I think it, it just it kind of burns you a little bit more the, to work even harder. And so for us, we have a lot of guys in this team that like winning, and we're going to try to do whatever we can to win every single time we're on that field. Let's go next to Matt, Derek. Go, Matt. Hey, Patrick. Coach Reed's offense requires you to make a lot of decisions, especially you know with the RPOs and, and even just you know Reed's. I'm curious, I mean, you know, the plays that require you to make the most decisions, are those fun for you? I mean, is that, you know, the ones that you look forward to the most? Yeah, I think the offense in general is challenging. And it's something that you have to come in every single day with the mindset of preparing uh, as much as you can so that when you're on the field, uh, you can have success. And I think uh, uh, that's the best part about it is uh, with it being so challenging and so diverse, uh, whenever you get it down, it makes it easier when you get to the field on game day. So I, I'm ex I just get excited every single time we come in and get a new game plan, and I, and I understand why we're calling the plays because I know that they're going to work on Sundays. Let's go to Ellen McNamara. Go ahead, Ellen. Hey, Patrick. So I'm doing a really light story on a Chiefs baby boom post-Super Bowl. Um, you know, it's something that every city talks about after a big Super Bowl win. Um, and now these babies are starting to be born, certainly now and in the next couple of weeks. Can you just talk about, you know, what it meant to this city? Is this exciting? What is your reaction to a number of babies being born because of the Super Bowl win. And then also, have you heard of anyone naming their children recently after you or any other Chiefs players? Thank you. I, I haven't heard anyone naming uh, their children after after me or anything like that. I mean, that, that, that'd be pretty cool. But uh, at the same time, I understand that a name's important for, for kids. So uh, uh, the baby boom, I mean, it, it's, it's really cool. I mean, uh, to have this fan base and the passion that they show every single year uh, year in and year out, and and for them to 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 be that excited after the Super Bowl, I mean, it really is a special feeling. And hopefully, uh, I'm still around when those babies get a little older, and they can grow up in the Chiefs Kingdom with me. Let's go last to Darren Smith. Go, ahead, Darren. Patrick, I'm not sure if I can top a baby question, but uh, I, I do want to ask. Uh, I do want to uh, give you a little pushback as it relates to. It sounds like you're giving a lot of generalities as it relates to Raiders Week, but. Uh, individually, personally to you, since you've been with Kansas City for about four years, what have you learned about this Raiders Chiefs rivalry and what does it mean to you? And then following up on that, I, I would like to know, obviously during your bye week, uh, I know you talked about watching golf some and I'm, I'm pretty sure you got thoughts on the Masters, but also I know you got a chance to watch some of your future opponents as well and wanted to know what your thoughts are on some of the upcoming opponents that you have after Sunday night. Yeah, um, as far – as far as upcoming opponents, uh, I think uh, the big thing that that we kind of do is focus on week by week. I mean, I you watch other games, you watch some of these uh, great opponents that we're playing with uh, uh, these winning records coming up. At the same time, you have to give the respect to the team that you're playing, and that's the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. And so uh, we know that we're gonna we're gonna need all our attention there. Uh, it's a great football team, like you said. I mean, uh, to this fan base and from my time here, I mean, we take it personal playing this game, and so. Uh, you want to go out there and win these football games against our division opponents, and uh, we don't like losing the teams twice, so we'll have the right mindset coming out. Patrick, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have 
every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge? That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and now we continue on with running back Clyde Edwards-Elaire. You had a taste of the Raiders here in that first game when they came into Kansas City. What do you feel about this rivalry? What have you learned about this rivalry, the intensity of these two teams when they meet on the field? Um, the the intensity is, is is going to be there, and it's not just, you know, through uh, – through us, but you know, it's just through, just through the, the just through the NFL world. So, uh, just ultimately, we are uh, we're coming in and coming in to compete, um, correct the things that, that we need to correct, and go out and, tr- and you know compete and try to win the game. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Clyde. With the bye week, probably got a chance to reflect on the first half of the year. What's the biggest thing you've learned so far as a pro, and what would you like to see improved in yourself in the second half? Um, the the biggest thing I would say is uh, I learned patience, and that's that's something that you that you learn over just the course of life. But you know, different different aspects in life, you know, teaches different sets of patience. So I just learned uh, learned patience, and coming into the second half of the season, you uh, you know, it's it's those it's those little things. Um, just being just being a rookie, just those those little small. And I mean, I can pick things from from every player, every game, but it's just those little small little little knickknack things that I, I just have to improve. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Clyde. I kind of want to ask you a question that builds off of what Pete just alluded to, but being patient and understanding both the offense and seeing some of the misdirection and some of the trick plays that you guys have ran, uh, just what's it been like for you to experience that, why you guys run those plays, and what it was like for you to kind of be involved in your touchdown against the Panthers? Um, just just watching everything unfold, you know, throughout the weeks is is pretty cool, pretty fun, and and just that's the thing with football is is building blocks, and and that's what kind of that's what kind of stimulates my mind. Just it's a copycat league, and and being able to being able to to mix and match things to to throw, ultimately just throw the league off, and and that's what that's what Coach Reed is 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 very big at, and that's what that's what keeps us interested and keeps us, you know, uh, wanting to 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 compete and, and just making, just knowing that we have all those things in and, and so many weapons, it, it just gives us uh, that freedom to just go out and have fun. Let's go next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Clyde, your uh, senior year at LSU, you didn't lose a game and then, or, or your last year at LSU, so you didn't lose a game. And then obviously you only lost one here with the Chiefs. What did you learn about the makeup of this team after a loss that kind of maybe motivated you even more to, you know, to correct the wrongs? 
Um, I, I feel like it was a mind a mindset that I've that I've been having, uh, you know, my entire life after a loss. We 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 flush it and, and bounce back, and then um, the the next week, you know, as soon as as soon as we possibly can, we're we're back in the playbook trying to trying to see the things that that we can improve. But you know, this this league is about you know wins and losses, and you know once we once we took that L, you know, take it to the chin, keep it moving, and 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 try to go conquer the next thing ahead of us. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Clyde. Just curious what you know about um, the Chiefs-Raiders rivalry, what you knew about it maybe before you played that game, and was there any kind of different feel during the week or during the game about that? And, Brad, I'll have one quick follow-up. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, that we exercised the fact that it was it was a big rivalry. You know, you just know it's Raiders week. Um Growing up around football, you you kind of you you know that there is a rivalry, but you really can't you know put your input on it or really just get the taste of it until you actually play the game and and actually play against those guys and 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 actually feel the rivalry feeling. Um, and that, and that's what it's about football. Like you know the 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 rivalry is between the the players and the organization. So um, you you have to kind of be in it to really understand it. Yeah. And I'm sure you're familiar about the Raiders victory lap around the stadium after the game the last time around Arrowhead. You ever done a victory lap around a stadium after a game? <laughs> no, sir. Uh, usually, you know, I, I, you know, we go in and into the opponents and opponents arena, you know, hand our business and then we leave. It's strictly business. Let's go last to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. I'm curious, uh, you know, talk to coaches uh, about one of the most precious things they have, right, is time and reps and practice. can have a lot of things you want to get to, but there's only so much time to get there. How's the division of what you work on in practice with the Chiefs maybe different uh, than what you worked on at LSU, like time spent on plays versus, you know, teaching plays, reps on it? Like, how, how is the practice different, Chiefs, versus your, your college days? Um, I would say the – you know, this is this is my job now. So I come in and I'm able to, you know, come in in the morning and not go to school in the morning. So uh, the things that that I I feel like that I would you know miss are the things that I need to to do. Me being a professional, I, I work on it when I come in. So I don't think there's there's been a, a, a misstep or anything or just you know the the way that I need to be taught. But um, you know, I learned a lot in college, uh, just learning how to prepare myself for this, for these situations and just understanding and, you know, being a professional now, you you, you tend to, you, you have to learn to do things on your own. So I just do some things on my own, but, you know, just right now I can go upstairs and ask EB or ask Dylan or ask Coach Reed anything to, to pick to pick their mind. So it's all available there. You just have to take advantage of it. Glad we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Hey, Severus, good to see you, man. You were pretty hard on yourself following the Jets game on November the 1st. You took to Twitter and you said, hey, I'm in a slump. What made you believe that you were in a slump? And, Brad, I'll have another question after that. Uh, I'm always hard on myself. I just want to be the best player that I know I can be. So I'm just continuing to try to improve and get better and, and just be one of the best corners in the league by the end of the season. These last seven games, I, I got to come out strong and, and be at my best. Was there anything specific, you know, obviously with the bye week, did you get a chance to break down film and then maybe identify things that, that you were able to address to hopefully get back? Uh, nah, I just stay active um, all throughout the bye week, like working on my feet, working my press technique. So I was just really just working on my technique and my game um, all throughout the bye week. And I'm, hopefully I'll be better these last seven games. I know I will. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Traverse. I have two questions as well. My first is, 
you were one of the best press man coverage guys in the league. Just with your hand injury, uh, how did that impact you uh, once you came back onto the field and then brought out the second one? Um, I was playing with a cast on, so I couldn't really like use my left hand like you know how like I was supposed to. So I mean, that hurt me a lot. Like it hurt me more mentally than anything. But I was still out there giving my all, trying to help the team, just be out there for my teammates because the coaches believed in me and um, I believe in myself as well. So I mean, it hurt me a little bit, but now I feel like I'm finna bounce back like real strong these last couple games. And then secondly, um, a lot of guys are obviously going to be motivated because you're playing the Raiders and obviously what the result right. was. Last time, just how motivating is it for you to maybe, if you are going to get out of the slump, for it to start against the Raiders? I'm already out of the slump, man. The slump, there's there's over with. I'm already out of the slump. Um, um, we love playing the Raiders, man. It's a division game. It's a rivalry game. Um, they got us last time, so now we're just gonna come out and we gonna come out in this this game and be be at our best, and hopefully we get our rematch and do what we supposed to do. Let's go next to Karen Kornacki. Good, Karen. I want to talk to you about this rivalry. Um, you know, to a lot of people, this is like the biggest thing and a great rivalry in the NFL. Do you feel it? Can you tell in practice the last time you played them leading up to the game and now this time, is it even more amped up? No, uh, I think every game, we look at every opponent as as a big opponent. We look at every game as a big game. We always want to, we always want to come out and win and and do what we're supposed to do every week. So the Raiders, I mean, it's a little extra motivation, but every game I feel like we're going to come out and just try to win. We've got three more. We'll go right down the line. Pete Sweeney, you're up first. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Trivarius, as you go from year to year, I know it seems like maybe a small adjustment to others, but how much of adjustment is it going from the right side to the left side? And how have you felt like you've dealt with it? Uh, me personally, I feel like both sides of the field are the same. It's not, isn't, it's not much really of a difference to me. Um, some corners more comfortable playing on the left side because they can break and play better on the left side. I mean, but I feel like I can play both sides. So I mean, it's, it's not really of a, much of a difference to me. I just try to be, be at my best either side. Let's go next to Matt Derek. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, you mentioned the the hand and the fracture and playing through that and everything. How how does it feel now? And did, did the bye week come at a good time for you to just get yourself physically ready for the second half of the season? Uh, right now it's kind of um it's kind of still broke. I look at the X rays; it's still a couple um cracks and um fractures up and there. But um, the pain level is like it's like way way down now. The bye week it definitely was a help for me. Um, it gave me more time to heal, recover. I just feel like now I can throw it in there more, like be more physical with my hand, and I'm not worried about hurting it um, like as much as I was the first couple of weeks when I did break it. So now I feel like I just got to get out of my mental slump, and physically I feel like I'm, I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. We'll go last to Harold Kuntz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Mooney, when you face the Raiders, Henry Ruggs and those guys, they got you for a couple deep balls there. Uh, just kind of as you review film, what are you trying to do to prevent – uh, them having uh, the success that they had against you guys in the first match? They made some good plays. They came out on fire. They had a good game plan. It seemed like they had an answer for a lot of the things we was doing. But this week, I mean, we I, I think we're going to make sure that don't happen again. So we're going to come out on we're going to come out at our best this game. Mooney, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate y'all.